Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. You can call me uh, Old Aaron Music Videos. You can call me uh, uh, Sir uh, Sir Drinks Coffee Too Much. Uh, too late at night, and then I f- don't fall asleep until way later than I should, and then I wake up for morning to go to work, and I'm incredibly tired, and then I just drink more coffee, and then I'm going again, and then I keep drinking coffee until 11 o'clock at night the next day, and then I just continue the cycle of ever abusing my sleep patterns for work and music and video games and weed. It's a wonderful life, everybody. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's a wonderful life, and I'm living it. I'm here. Uh, with me today back for another round of music video talk uh, is my brother from another mother, my writing partner in everything that uh, we're going to be talking about today, and um, an all-around fucking decent, damn decent human being. Wendigo the Poet, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, hey, sir. Well, we are here. It's cool that you had ghosts. You said what? Oh, yeah, I know. There's a whole room of them, man. I know. Like, it's a, you got those ghosts from the sitcoms. Yeah. So. Yeah, I stole them all from uh, Studio B, uh, and, and they came here. It took it took three Ouija boards, four pentagrams, five and a half pounds of salt, and three black candles to get them in this room. But fucking A, I did it. There you go, man. <laughs> um, I was going to say, we're here on a pretty fucking joyous occasion, dude. Um, we are. We, uh, For everybody who doesn't know, I hope you would all know by now if you're following along with anything in my life, which I don't have any reason to think why you would care, but I, uh, I put it out there for you anyway. Um, my band, Earth to Ashes, our music video and our song released, all I know. We've been talking about it for a while. We've been stoked about saying things about it. Uh, we've even done a couple episodes about making it some behind the scenes stuff once we got to see some of the vi- the footage of it and um you know it's been a it's been a long road for me and you uh it has yeah actually and um anyway yeah so so the video's out guys and right now as as we're talking oh, I was just about to bring that up dude um as we're talking right now we are at 5074 views on youtube which is in less than two weeks um i think it's been up for like what 11 days or 10 days something like that 11 days yeah 11 days five thousand views um which is fucking awesome i like you know what i like to have more already fuck yeah but the fact that some people have clicked on this and watched it five thousand times just blows my mind blows my i've been in you know a five thousand person crowd and to think that every single person in that crowd watched it like that's that's fucking cool to me um the most coverage i've gotten on anything that's for sure yeah yeah i've never had anybody do five something for me five thousand times period thousand views yeah Yeah, i was was about to say the only thing that i've ever done five thousand times in my life is masturbate yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> MC square that maybe. We're 
I was gonna I, as I was sitting there, I'm like, five. The math, five thousand is way too low. That's such a conservative estimate. There. Yeah, yeah. How about this? Drop my guitar pick. That's what I've done five thousand times. That's something I've go. done. God yeah. damn it! Hold on, my fucking dog is open my door. <laughs> oh fucking <laughs> piece of shit, dogs! I love them to death. I wish I didn't teach them to open doors. Um. Anyway, so this music video, man, I'm uh, yes, sir. I'm super proud of it. What do you think? What are your first impressions on it being released after having spent, um, after the wave of anxiety has washed over us? And- well, yeah, I mean, we've we've been watching it now for a few, you know, a month basically. At this point, we've had yeah. it. We've had we've been, it. We've- We've had it saved on physical copies of our electronic devices being like, check this out. Don't yeah. tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, fucking, yeah. What, what's your thoughts, man? Uh, I love it. It's, um, it holds true to what we wanted to do. Yeah. And I think. I think that's something to be proud of. Um, What we wanted to do is we wanted to tell a story, essentially, that uh, wasn't about one person. It was about uh, something. An idea. Ethereal. Yeah. Something that is almost contagious. Laughter is contagious. Inspiration. Inspiration. To be inspired and to create something. And in this case... Yeah, physical art painting was the uh, theme of the video. Well, it was, you know, we had conversations in the beginning um, about kind of all of the messages we could tell in this because as we talked about it and fleshed out the story, it's it's really multifaceted. There's, I I think personally, there's a lot of lessons you can find in this video. Um, I think it tells a story of pursuit of passion. I think it tells a story of hard work. I think it tells a story of compassion. Um, it also resilience, resilience of through loss, you know, um, uh, celebration of life through, uh, survival of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, overcoming oppression in any way to, in the pursuit of a passion, you know, um, it also, it also shows a story of somebody who can have a passion essentially give it up um and then come back to it again and it still be their life you know it doesn't mean you're oh it's over forever and yes you, you know and we're going to get into that too i do want to play the song for everybody oh, um, absolutely but you know it and then we'll get into the minutia of things that you know we wrote about things we love about the, the music video we'll kind of walk through it um and talk about it kind of from beginning to end and and also the things, you know, there are things that we had written in the script that didn't make it in. Um, and I want to talk about those as well, because they're kind of like they're It's kind of like the. Uh, like if like like what Tarantino did for. Uh, fucking. Uh, in Hollywood, his what I can't I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, once upon a time in, in Hollywood. Yeah, once upon you know he wrote the whole his book and the whole backstory of Brad Pitt's character to just fill out all of this stuff that he had had in his mind when he made it. He just never well, talked about it, you know. It's funny that you bring up novelizations. Yeah, because we'll probably delve into 
where this story ends up after the video as well. Right, right, because there is th you know? there is a lot of novelization around these characters and and the world mm -hmm. that we just seemingly created. Um, uh, yeah. but but yeah, I, I think it's you know, um, we had a just to kind of dovetail and and put a point on what we were just saying. Um, Dahlia, our main character, who we follow from a child to an old woman in this video, um. You know, we had written shout out to both those wonderful actresses, all three of them. Um, Arlia, my niece or great yes. niece, or however you want to call her, she played the nine year old Dahlia. Um, yeah. and then, um, um, oh my god, why can't I remember her name? I feel so terrible. Um, the one who played our adolescent, the older dot, the older Dahlia. Oh, I can't, I can't believe I'm not. Um, Siobhan? No, Siobhan played our adult. Um, Siobhan, right, yeah. Siobhan was our adult, Dahlia. Um, oh, God. Yeah. I feel so terrible. I'll go back in and edit in her name right here. Inara. Beep. When I find it. Um, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. I couldn't remember right now. Um, but, you know, we, we had a lot written about her life, and we wanted to show more of kind of her life going to law school, becoming a lawyer, coming in and out yeah. of court and a lot of dis, dis, you know, feeling not drawn to this passion that she, that was told that she had an internal struggle and that we'll delve into. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll delve into all that. It's just, there's a lot of stuff that we, I think, I think we captured the essence of her that, but I don't, you didn't really see her. You didn't see the part of her really struggle like I wanted to show, like we wanted to show, you know? Um, no, but and, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. in the immortal words of the MC5, Kip got the jam, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, uh, this, for the first time on this podcast, um, is going to be a... Um, it's going to be... Um, yeah, the the I guess the debut of our song "All I Know." Um, it's also be kind of a day the debut of uh, on the podcast of of any Earth to Ashes music period since I've been in the band. Oh, that, wow. that that I haven't played any of our other jams. Nothing really on this show on here that um, <laughs> shows our stuff. So this is kind of cool. Um, I think this is the right version. Nope, that is not the right version. Um, okay. <laughs> Oops. Let's see. I know I have it Shout here. out to uh, your record label, by the way. For, uh, oh, yes. Uh, Art Gates Records. Thank you guys for all the support. The release of the video. Uh the the legwork getting us on radio stations and plays and out there uh that's fucking cool too it is it's very fucking cool okay well i'm just gonna play it from the video i was gonna say i was like speaking of the, the label i was like play it from the video oh say what on youtube so you could play it from the video on youtube yeah yeah i, I could but i have it on my computer and i uh you know, you don't have well, to deal. It is with. also on Spotify, so you it can is on, up on Spotify. You could, you could, yeah. YouTube, Spotify. We have a Bandcamp. Uh, if anybody wants to go to Earth to Ashes Bandcamp, you can buy the song. 
um, plus a lot of other music. We are on iTunes as well. Um, so you guys can go and do that if you want to support us. You know, that would be fucking awesome. If you go to Bandcamp uh, on Fridays, it's Free Song Fridays on Bandcamp. Uh, and if you go there on Friday. There it is right there. If you like it and not love it, but you still want it. Support us. Friday on support Bandcamp. us. We get on Fridays, we get all proceeds to the band on Fridays. So, there you uh, go. So that's the day you should do it anyways, folks. That's it. Anyway, here's the song All I Know. I'm going to skip through the beginning part. Guys, you know. Yeah, here we go.
You know, I got to be honest. Yeah. That's so fucking sweet, dude. It's a really it's so fun. I'm usually so fun. Yeah, yeah, that's a good song, man. It, it, I, uh, you know, it's it, this whole experience of. I didn't feel it's. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. When I wrote these songs with the guys, we wrote them in 2018. Um, of course, dude, that's I, a lifetime ago now, dude. For real. Um, of course they, I love. Like, of course I fell in love with them, but once. I spent this time, the songs were, were, were recorded. We had them for years um, and listening to it and dissecting it. And, you know, I, I, I worried that through this process, I would kind of fall out of love with the song. Um, like you'd self-analyze them into like hatred almost. Not hatred, just uh, apathy. Uh, oh, ugh. You know, even worse sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you, you um, feel nothing for something you create at that point. Is, right, uh, right. You know, I mean, uh, I, I was worried about it, but I fucking love that song. And like, the more I hear it, I, you know, I, I get so many feelings from it. Still, I remember writing it. I think of it applying to who I am now versus the guy I was when I wrote that song. Um, now it has all this extra meaning and weight to it you know now that we've written a story to it and there are visuals there are visual identifiers to parts of that song that now when i listen to it without the video i feel the feelings from the music video in the song like yeah and it's weird to say like usually i'm a kind of a a self-loathing man and um feel very impostery but with this video we both have imposter syndrome like a motherfucker. Yeah. But with this video and with this <laughs> song, um, I find myself inescapably proud, you know, like, like just recognizing that goddamn, I wrote a good song. Even if a bunch of people don't hear it, it's a fucking good well, song. Well, let's start there for a minute at the seed of this very, the whole point of calling and having this episode is, is the video, but it began with the seed of this kick-ass, fun, almost... It's a Rush tribute. That's what it is. Yeah. It, 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 it is, this I was is... going to say, it's a Rush song, almost. Yeah, this, this song... The way that it dances around, it, it's beautiful. Everything in this song is the is what we kind of... You know, we're, I, I said it before, we're all huge Rush fans. And uh, this song kind of was really apropos to us writing it we all went to a, a screening of rush's documentary together we we had written this song we had all seen him in concert uh, in fact me and mark not knowing each other at the time when rusty came down here and we saw rush here in portland together um right right he, right. he was actually at he that at show, show too? yeah nice. um that's awesome you know and we had this big bonding experience you know road trips listening to album after album of them and you know di- long conversations about dissecting their music and uh then neil peart died and we all felt the weight of that as a band you know we talked about it and we all mourned for him and his loss and what it means to the music community and and it was just so happened that we had written this song kind of in the wake of all this happening. It was it was written before he died, um, but it wasn't finished in this quality. And that's what made us want to add synths to it and fill it out more and kind of really in our own way with our own with our own heart pay 
absolute tribute to that band and everything they've done for rock and prog and you know well and 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 i i don't want you to like balloon your head up because you're already so freakishly tall (laughs) yeah i'd hit it on everything Uh, at that point dude i know um but keep in mind rush is a trio yeah yeah oh yeah and so are you guys exactly when you hear this song it doesn't sound like three guys did this right it sounds like a big band yeah it sounds like a five to six minimum member band. You know, this is some Van Halen shit. Yeah. Like two guitar type band. Right. And in reality, it's you guys throwing your flowers down for Rush. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this song really was. Every time I hear it, man, I get charged up. Like, never mind, like thinking of the video too, but like, yeah, just as a song alone, it's, it's, beautifully done yeah dude it uh, it yeah, i i agree i agree and 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 you know on a lot of things i would have comfortable taking credit and saying yeah i agree that it's good and on this one i just don't feel that twinge for some reason this song has allowed me to for this song uh it's it's still very hard for me to say good things about myself on other shit but i don't know for some reason on this one i'm finding it much more easy to pat myself on the back uh maybe maybe because other the weight of it doesn't feel entirely singular to me, you know, with the music we, I co-wrote it with everybody. We shared the weight of that. And then, uh, with the writing of the video and everything like that. Now, granted it was a very small team, um, who wrote and made this video happen, but we also shared the weight of that. You know what I mean? We weren't, we weren't alone in this process. There's a, there's a free fall creatively where it's weightless, almost with collaboration where it's not nearly as bad as you feel like I got to do this all print style. And, you know, where it's like, I do it all and mix master and, you know, hand it off and write. Like there are people who do that and they're freaks. I'm going to say that now. Yeah. They're freaks to aspire to be, but, um, there's a beauty and, like even what we're doing that isn't even uh, related to the video in collaboration, there is a beauty in this kind of a dance off of like, well, if you're going to do that, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And what if we did this instead? Right. Because that's kind of how this video started was is the first thing I did when you came to me with the idea was, is like gender flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we had a, a loose premise and you said, well, it's gotta be females. It, it, it can't be a male-driven story. It's got to be female. And from that, we just kind of took it and ran with, with it, man. Um, you know, and and we made some strong choices. The the music video starts uh, in the late fifties with a Holocaust survivor, and that was the first thing that when we were trying to figure out, okay, we have this idea. That's some, that's some bit like in a when you think of videos nowadays. You don't think of we're gonna start with uh, Schindler's List vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I know. Like, but what we we, we created to go. we created the idea of, of Dahlia, someone who oh. overcomes a life of oppression, and and you know the video we had in the original way we wrote we wrote this everybody we had had we had planned for it to feel I love the flow of the the video now 
what it is right now is different than the way we had planned it, but I love it. Like the more and more I watch it, the more I love how it jumps with the music and is timed to everything. And Elias did such an amazing job putting him himself into this as well, right? I mean, that's really oh, what it, that's really what we it, have. It flows really well. Yeah, like for everything that we put into it on paper, that uh, when we came down to shooting, that we were, you know. You were like, even when you were messaging me, like, dude, like, there's a few things that we're going to change, you know? And I was like, no worries, dude. I get that. Adaptation is, you know, yep. some things just don't happen. And for what is on paper versus what's on the screen, it is astonishingly accurate for uh, the. For the big moments. Crumb. Yeah. 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 The only thing I wish we had had was a bit more. The way the way that Dahlia's early life plays out in this, um, yeah. you know, once once she's met it, it it once she's met Greyjoy and starts painting and um, it's kind of bouncing between her, you know, her dad doing studying with her and yeah. and that we we wanted that to be a bit more. I mean, everything would have been faster our our way would have had a lot more crammed into such into now really what six minutes is it's a short time, honestly, for the amount yeah. of story we wrote. And we would have had all of the scenes would have been cutting so much faster, man. Because we would well, have not we there's a part in that in the script too where uh I think it's the drum breakdown, like that first bridge part where like we're like cutting with the idea where she's painting to the rhythm of the drum. Right. So yeah, that's like a lot of footage to go through. Well, yeah. And then like, we wanted all of that. You know, we wanted her life cut with a lot of stuff from real life. We, you know, yeah. I, I had, I had 30 fucking clips, if not more of new, of stock footage from the sixties and, and all the way up till today of everything that had to do with women's rights and segregation and, 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 and just all, everything that had to do with civil rights up from then yeah. till now, um, we had had all this footage that we wanted to intercut her life with, with real life to just make this grounded in reality so much more, not seem like it's just this little incidence that's separate from reality, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So between the, a bunch of parts of, you know, her, her child life is pretty close to fucking accurate of what we wrote on script it really is that you know and then once she goes to college and color comes into the the footage and she's an adult we we then we're gonna have um you know we there's whole deleted scenes for lack of a better word yeah, where it's yeah. like she's walking from the library to class and a cop has pulled over another uh, person of color who is very clearly a student who should be on campus and he's just and he's basically one inch away from being uh, hostile, for lack yeah. of a better word. Right. And they have to give each other a look of like, this is our life, you know, yeah. which. Yeah, we had scenes of her um, at home prepping cases, you know, prepping court cases and, and working from home and and um, well, doodling on the on the ages of. Ages. Yeah. yeah. There's doodling, so much stuff. Do, you know, when we, we have the little bit when when it goes to the, the portion in 92. Um, which kind of seems out of place without all of the other surrounding stuff. But I do like that it puts it in perspective that it's four years after her dad died 
she's now coming. She's from the time when she found all the stuff when her dad died. She went to the funeral and saw the boarded up house. Four years later, she's buying that house. And I love how you did that, Elias, by cutting yeah. it, walking up to the house, yeah, slash studio too. Beautifully done, man. yeah, yeah. You know, to to uh, that that part, you know, that four years is supposed to show that a lot of bad stuff was happening in in the world in the early '90s, and it was, you know, it was a very tumultuous time for Black Americans. And uh, in that short amount of time, uh, she was able to, you know buy that house and and we wanted to show her giving up law you know she was still a lawyer when she bought the house that was the whole idea is is you know she had gone to school and become a lawyer in the 70s and now we're at the late 80s and she'd been practicing law this entire time guys and 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 even in black and white there's there's moments of that where her dad is like you need to choose yeah art or studying you like yeah this is what's important and i think as children growing into parents there's that cycle of your parents kind of seem like assholes because they're trying to steer you into the safest best long-term direction school study don't mess around with you know a hobby that yeah if you didn't have uh creatively supportive parents we wouldn't be having this conversation dude you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean it's you know, um, one thing I do want to say that's a that's a pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. I guess Easter egg. There's a few of them we, that we hid creatively through this video, everybody. Um, that we're gonna spoil for you here, so you're getting it first. Um, when you're watching at the beginning of the video, uh, the first thing I want to say is that the very first scene we see of Greyjoy pouring coffee, uh, is the very last scene we see of Dahlia in her house. Um. Yep. And it's, you know, that they're almost mere kind of shots of each other. And we wanted to make that uh, just to show that life does repeat itself uh, in the, the, the most mundane of ways. Uh, we're all very similar. And um, there's a universalness to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, routine. Exactly. You know, um, and then when uh, when Dahlia's dad comes in and she's painting as a teenager um and he's pointing at the binder that binder that he's holding up is the exact same binder that she's carrying in college when she's walking from her dorm to the library um yeah. it's they're the same binder so you know I, I i wish that i you know we didn't write it to show more but I wanted to show that she carried this thing that her dad was talking about with her to college. That's why she's doing laws because she carried this thing from her dad with her. And then, you know, when she's an adult and she goes back to the garage and she's digging through the stuff, the shirt her dad is wearing in the beginning of the video is the shirt she pulls out of that chest. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's, well, that's a thing that people end up going through in life in their thirties or forties usually or, yeah. You're the person who has to pick up what your parents leave behind and right. you get hit with these memories. Yeah. Well, and it's not just that she finds the, the easel and everything again. That's well, what I love that. I, lo I love that, that what Elias did in this part. Um, and I know we're jumping all around everybody. I know. Um, but, but you know, it'll all make sense uh, linearly later. Um, I love that Elias 
and I we didn't write this at all. And he just he did this, and it made it so beautiful that when she, you know he's she's he's hinting at the fact that she's like back in her old neighborhood, and then he shows her be, he he gives glimpses of her walking through a cemetery, and okay, so she's she's obviously someone died. Um, you know, and it's showing her kind of looking at the old house and, and everything like that. And then when she walks to the garage, she finds a chest. It's not until she picks up the shirt and clutches the shirt that her dad's shirt, that it fully engulfs now into her visit to the cemetery. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's like all encapsulated in this. It's, it's so beautifully done, dude. If you were there, you, you said it perfectly. It's, it's something they go through when you find something like that, that it rushes you with memories. And it's like that clutch of the shirt, the morning she would have done just like thinking about her dad, maybe smelling the shirt and still smelling him in it or, you know, whatever yeah. that was. He he made the morning that would have happened in that clutch the entire morning of her putting the flower on his grave, you know, and um, and then when she walks away from the gravestone she lets the shirt down and she's done you know she sets the shirt back down and like then she finds yeah she finds her stuff and you know i i wanted to make it very special that uh you know she did what her dad always wanted her to be successful and be studied and go to school and she did that for her dad and yet her dad even that yelling at her to get to what's more important kept her stuff Kept, yeah. kept the stuff that she threw down and broke and gave up on for her yeah. to find later. Yeah. Parents are that way. Like, you know, I'll be like going down when I'm over helping my parents with something, going to the crawl space, putting a box down there. And I'll, and I'll suddenly I'll see, uh, you know, something I made in third grade that like I thought was like burned, at, you know, yeah. burned under a Christmas tree 10 years ago or some shit. And uh, you realize that uh, parents hold on to things even if you forget about them. There's a lot of yeah, man. You know, we threw a lot on paper into this, and what Elias captured, even were things he captured it at, at such a way that enhanced what we not only wrote on paper, but right in ways that we didn't think about as well. Yeah, yeah. Another another beautiful moment is just the way he showed the encounter in the restaurant, man, when she finds the painting, like that is, yeah. that is such she a, she just pe- like puts her hand up and like, excuse me, I know this conversation's going well, but hold up. <laughs> and then I got a shout out to Michael, the the guy who played the date in that his, his look when she walks away and he just gives like, like, well, that's going good. You know, he yeah. just, he, he encapsulated that look and it's just as, as it you follows her. You can always hear that. Hmm. Yeah, huffy puffy. Yeah, you know. It, it, I mean, it's it's a literal feet. whelp. Whelp. Like, <laughs> fuck the state's me. Going so well. Fuck but, uh, me. A painting's more fascinating than me. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's and uh, it, it, and and it's just a glimpse in his face as the camera follows her to the painting. You just barely see him, like, fuck, like, <laughs> dude. It's but yeah, he dude. does. He, he knocks his head back. Is the funniest part. He's just like, mm-hmm. yep. Um, yeah, nailed it so good, man. And then, yeah, her finding the painting, the way that he c- gives the, the flashbacks to her looking at the painting for the first time was brilliant. Um, oh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I fucking so good. He the- visually captured everything we 
uh, yeah. were going for. I know, man. I know he really did. It, it's uh, like you're saying, like it can be difficult at times to give yourself a pat on the back and be like, "Hey, man, we accomplished this." But the collaborative effort between uh, putting it on paper and being like, "If we do like even sixty percent of this, it's gonna be cool." But like- and to actually pull off yeah more than that you know i want i want to i want to give a little t- more talk about Greyjoy. i feel like we kind of skipped over her we 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 said that we made a bold choice about how we were going to start the video then yes. we never elaborated further on it we just kind of moved on um great so we we made this choice to we had dahlia's life kind of mapped out not all the particulars but we knew that she was going to be given a gift uh, and have to struggle for it for her life to maintain or, or recapture the gift, you know. Uh, and we when go. You came to me with. Yes. Oh, sorry, God. No, you don't. Know, you... When you <laughs> when you came to me with the idea for the video, um, you told me we were going to do a guy kind of in that same age before we ever jumped to it. But you were very quick to tell me that it's not about the guy. The guy leads to the actual person. And I was like, oh, you mean like Psycho, where you follow, you know, the yeah. character for 40 minutes and then the movie starts? Yeah. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. But that's kind of what we did, where Great Joy is, um, she's the bridge to get to the story, to get it going. Right. Just kick off. Oh, this is what you're doing. Okay. Um, And from the moment that uh, we came up with the idea of, well, this person needs to be fearless. Yep. If this is a woman who is, uh, you know, and you know, the later stage of her life and it's civil rights era. Yeah. For the lack of a better word. Yep. You know, either she's a spinster or she's a widow or she's, or she's the other, right. which is the woman who would not, you know, yeah, she wouldn't, be a secretary. She wouldn't get married to the guy, first guy that asked her. She wouldn't have a bunch of kids. And when you meet people like that who don't follow that kind of traditional rule, there's usually a story behind why. Yeah. Yep. Precisely. And for her, it was the Holocaust. I'm gonna I'm gonna live my life the way I lived because if you faced what I faced, yeah, nothing will tell you otherwise. And no. I'm gonna live exactly how I want to do. Right, and I, you know, and, and we we wanted to make her house represent that part of her life. We wanted to make it, you know, sparse. She didn't need a lot of possessions. She didn't need, yeah, fancy things. And you know, we introduce her, and she's wearing very plain clothes, and she has a routine, and you can tell that you know she's pouring coffee, and that's a routine for her, and and yeah. she has her stuff, and um. You know, showing her walk through a house of, you know, just kind of, we want it in black and white to feel authentic. And, you know, she's, she's walking out to, uh, to kind just of just enjoy her, her life. morning coffee. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, and, and shout out to the actress too, because Cheryl, her name is Cheryl. Cheryl. Yep. Okay. Um, Cheryl did a phenomenal job um, non-verbally displaying the fact that Greyjoy's not sad. No. She's content when you yeah. meet her. Yeah. yeah. She's exactly where she wants to be. She she is she obviously, has, you know, we made the choices to have footage of the Holocaust. And um, yeah. 
a pile of thousands of shoes, you know, and, and very quick images, but something that, you know, those were kind of things that, and we, and, and for everybody wondering, Cheryl is Jewish. Um, and, uh, you know, she, we went, we, t- we had a long conversation about the script and what it meant to her and what she wanted to portray as a, as a Jewish woman about our choice to put a Jewish person as the introduction to our story, you know, um, not only yeah. just a Jewish person, but literally, a, a, you know, someone who survived persecution in the worst ways. And, um, but that's just it though, is survival. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she, that's she, the common theme here. she, she, she was very supportive of the idea she loved that we wanted to pay homage and be respectful um and you know she she very much agreed that it would be something that would be there every day of her life for the rest of her life and it would come at the oddest times memories of that of her life you know um she's and for you know this is in 1958 and she's an elderly lady in this time yeah. and so the idea that we wanted to put, if someone gave the thought and put the dates and looked how old she was, they would realize that this is 13 years removed from the end of World War II. So she was, she would have been, she in might her, have lost her children if she had had them at that point. She would have been in her forties. Yeah. Somewhere around her forties during the Holocaust, which means she yeah. may have been married and had an entire family and kids. She exactly. may have even had grandkids at this point in time. Um, and you know, she's by herself now. So right. That you don't see. Right. Like, yeah. The more people learn about history, the more you realize that it human perseverance is the thing that pushes us <clears throat> forward. That, well, that and is it's the thing that it drives us. It's the root of know? inspiration. It is. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, we, <laughs> So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to kind of wrap up my thought on just wanting to, yeah, just wanting to give her like a very powerful voice um, because, you know, we do. We kind of play a clerks where the main character is introduced far later in the movie and, and you're watching dialogue happen uh, and, and actions happen with people who aren't necessarily the main character to begin the movie. And I know clerks yeah. is a weird reference cause this is not, I just thought black and white and that's the only reason I connected the two. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's but it, also, you would argue that Jan and Bob are the stars of clerks and they don't show up until, you know, halfway through the movie too. Right. So it still applies to what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and, and it, it, I wanted to, I think we, we both wanted it to, when we were writing this, we, okay, so she's teaching Dahlia the stuff, and they've become friends, and this is another home, and um, you know, and loss happens at the worst times, you know, to the best of people, and I think that's why you know that's why we chose to for her to die in this, um, because uh, you don't expect it coming, right? You never do. No. But this, also the thing is, is part of growing up is when you lose, not everybody has both parents, right? But sometimes you have a parental figure that isn't even a relative. Yeah. And you kind of, you can sometimes self-designate those people in life. And the thing about Dahlia at that age is, is when you meet her, 
she's got a single father who is doing everything he can in a very turbulent time right. civil rights wise on their end now. Well, and that's the reason and we chose to show her. Picks. That's the reason we, yeah. we well, th- there's two reasons. It's one, we wanted to show that it was a hard time for Dahlia as a kid because she's by herself. She's playing by herself. Yeah. That was, that was on purpose. We wanted her alone on that street. Right. Um, yeah. Just playing on the street. She lives playing hopscotch and skinning her knees by herself. And yeah. what happened. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then the immediate compassion from a demographic that at that time were by all stare, by all demographics at odds. Right. I mean, you, you were to take a poll. Most people at that time probably wouldn't do what Greyjoy does for Dahlia. Um, no, we're we're within the area of when Betty White was threatened to have her show canceled because she had, you know, people of color entertaining, you know, and she was like, well, cancel me. Essentially. I mean, we're talking separate bathrooms, separate water fountains, separate. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you, it, it the was... act of Greyjoy helping Dahlia in broad daylight, if seen by the wrong neighbor through the curtains, could have ended horribly in that timeline for somebody. Yeah. For, for, you know, for Dahlia's family, right, most right. likely, her and her father. Right. You know, I mean, and that's just it, is is survival, perseverance, compassion, kindness, inspiration. Yeah. All these little subtexts and themes were what we wanted to kind of capture. And the crazy thing about a music video is, is there's no dialogue. Right. You know what I mean? We but don't there are subtitles. But, but there are lyrics. And I want to pull these there up. Are. I want to pull these up real fast because. They definitely played a factor in writing the video. Um, where are they? I know I have them somewhere here. Um, Check your drive. Yeah, I need to do that. Uh, I have to turn my internet on. Hold on. This makes uh, this part makes great fucking podcasting. <clears throat> okay, where you need that sidekick, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Pull that shit up, bro. Someone doing the work while we continue <laughs> talking. Um, but okay, go back to that point. I didn't mean to interrupt. Do you remember what you were saying? Uh, no. <laughs> um, well, no, just that. Let me try and remember real quick that when you have one demographic helping another demographic in a time where culturally they clash, you know, it's oh, hold on, hold on, pause example. Pause. Oh, go ahead. All right. Anyways. Um, so you were talking about, uh, the, the, the subtext and the feelings we were trying to make in this yeah. with with it a music video having no lyrics or having no dialogue having no words right yeah so one of the things that i like remember when i read i think it was the first book on like independent filmmaking it was an emphasis on uh the non-verbal visual only p- part of storytelling It's what separates, you know, a song from a movie or, you know what I mean? And one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is, is how do you keep people entertained if they have to have it on mute or they don't understand the language? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. If you can folk, if you can tell a story that's basically a silent film, then it's universal, yeah. regardless of what the language they speak, whether they are uh, they're deaf, whether you know they can't read subtitles because there are no subtitles now. Um, and I just remember that sticking with me for a long time. And this was uh, the first time where I was like, "It's a silent movie." Yeah. What? How do you do that? And it's almost like, how do you make every character mine? And right. the beautiful thing about Greyjoy's performance, and really everybody is, is how emotive their f- expressions are in spite of, you know, you can tell when Dahlia is arguing with her father that they're arguing by their body language, yeah. you know? There is hostile arm shaking and stuff. Well, and, and, and then even hurt throwing you, your hands up and running away, but in the way that you do when you're defeated and sad, not like or going you, to play outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every performance in it really. Uh, well, even down it, to the even down to the point where Siobhan was just so kind of intuitive, and we didn't do this, but the way she walked when she was young is different yeah. than her gait when she walked when she was old the way oh, she the, you, she she when she was when she was playing the old version of herself at the end um at the end of the film she hobbles down the stairs she kind of back and she forth you can tell her knees probably she's, here like she's weary on her feet versus uh sure-footed very yeah it's like the her walking the, like, her walking to campus would, has purpose talking to you earlier online about uh, Shawshank Redemption and I sent you that little uh, clip <laughs> yeah, where yeah. it shows when Morgan Freeman's character is up for parole, parole every 10 years and the difference in his performance in like you're 20 years in like do you think you're rehabilitated oh absolutely absolutely denied and then like 10 years later it's again he, now he's like 30 years older and it's like do you think you're rehabilitated he goes oh, of course I do but he's more yeah. Give or take, you know. Yep. And then by the end of it, he gives the most frank, honest answer, which is, is you're gonna do what you're gonna do. But if you're really asking me how I feel about what I did do, it's this. And there's the thing about it is is when you watch it on top of each other like that, that's what I love about the internet, is is you can watch somebody edit this and be like, yeah. see, look, it's all packed on top of each other. And you see his hair go from really neat and his skin is uh tighter you can see it in his face like uh it's tighter he doesn't have age spots yet and by the end of it to show that 30 years has been later he's got the he's got morgan freeman look yeah 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 you know what i mean and that's that's such a subtle nuance that when you're watching a two-hour movie right you don't always notice because you're supposed to not notice that someone ages like that yeah, yeah. But when you're doing a story in six minutes, it <laughs> takes place over 50 years. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to watch uh, Back to the Future, like fast forwarding or Benjamin Button in reverse. Yeah, but yeah. You're rewinding it, you know, where it's like, holy shit, they're aging really fast, you know. Yeah. But the way that uh, Siobhan does it is, is she's she acts like she's fallen down her stairs she's had a hip replacement you know her back hurts from 20 years of bending over and painting you know like yeah 
her physical <clears throat> nuances are so much different from when she's bouncing on a date looking at a painting and she's full of sass versus she's determined to uh start uh Greyjoy Studios once she's renovated the house and the you know like every person really nails uh their performance yeah because you can't you have to figure out a way well how am I going to tell this story I'm not going to be able to emote with well you motherfucker you know you need to you know Right. It's not my fault you were over there and now you're behind on, you know, your debate class. And, you know, of course, no father should ever call their daughter a motherfucker. But I'm, you know, ad-libbing here. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, you have to see that in, like, mute, essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the cool... And for the fact that none of these people are trained actors, for lack of a better word, is amazing. M- my- Michael, the the, the date, um, actually has acne experience stage oh, act, nice. stage acting improv stuff um so so he was real easy to work with um but yeah no one else does at all oh. <laughs> um one other yeah one cool thing i really loved it uh kind of tying everything together the the mailboxes ended ended up playing so well off of each other um yes her mailbox in the beginning being subtly there uh, to in vivid color, just seeing the brightness of uh, Dahlia's mailbox. Like, oh, and the other point I was trying to make earlier, um, the juxtaposition at the beginning where it's uh, Dahlia playing by herself to the end where it's two boys playing together. Uh, yeah. yeah. Of, of different races, and they're in the street playing together, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there's still an opportunity to show compassion and care and teach and give, um, even in an interaction as simple as a football going into the your yard, you know? Yeah. Well, I love the fact that she's going to check the mail to, you know, get the package of, you know, her business supplies, you know, oh, yeah, we got some, you know, paint brushes and some well, paint. Well, and the, the whole idea was that was kind of for that to be like the, the demo version. That was like the, yeah. Like, you know, she just got these this going and uh yeah, we were supposed yeah. to show her as an adult selling paintings of hers and becoming an established painter herself and, well, yeah. and painting There's a lot frivolous that was left on the writing room floor. For for, but, for her adult life. That we had to just condense it because, you know, but by, by the time we wrote fifteen minutes. We probably wrote a fifteen minute <laughs> film yeah, if yeah. we were to shoot everything that we did. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. yeah. Or, or, or splice in and edit uh, historically all the things. Because the other thing, like when you were talking about like uh, Rodney King and stuff, is is it was going beyond that. We were talking about showing the nine eleven attacks on the news while she's already painting now because she's yeah. given up law, but now she's painting. Yep, and um, history is happening, and she's kind of just living yeah. through all this stuff. You know, we and but not only disasters, everybody. We had. We had monumental occasions. We had, you oh, know, we we, um, everything from Martin Luther uh, King speeches to um, uh, S- Serena w- winning uh, the first w- woman's uh, U.S. Open in uh, first black person ever uh, win a U.S. Open in '97 to Barack um, Obama, you Obama know. becoming president to um, you, know. you know, we just a lot of momentous occasions to that that we were th- we just just. 
we just took a quick pause and so we're trying to regain our thoughts everybody um sorry got a bladder like an infant not hung like one <laughs> um sorry Ooh. um yeah i you know we were talking about um just how how we were going to play out her um her adult life and kind of the timeline yeah. of of how we wanted to you know how it would have looked if we had all the time but yeah you're right it would have been 15 minutes long to have everything. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I mean, no. Think but, of a good Michael Jackson video. There, but but you know the the things 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 that that I had envisioned in my head is, you know the um, the restaurant scene probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have been as long. It would have been cut through faster. It would have been a shot at the table, a shot of her looking, a shot of her at the paint, like you know, quicker fl- flips. Um, it would have been a couple. It would have been a couple frames, like like four or five seconds of us just. It literally would have been like walking into the restaurant, sitting down, her pointing to tell him to stop, her getting up and going to like. It would have been like. But bam, you you bam, wouldn't have bam, even bro. you wouldn't have even seen her walk. It would have been a look, and then the next clip she's at the thing. You know, like the cemetery right. the cemetery scene. I love how it emotive it is and. It shows her walking and the experience of her being and existing in that place by herself. You know, she's by herself again. And um, she's not with family or a bunch of other people coming to visit this grave. She, she's all alone. She's she's the, there, you know. Um, yeah. And it, in my mind, that was that was just going to be a quick shot of her going through that morning. And then we were on to the rest of her life. And. In this version, yeah. I think it lets you feel sadness with point. her. Yeah, yeah, it, you know. Um, it's, it reminds me of a My Chemical Romance video moment where you're like, no, this death is big, you know, and it is because death comes with rebirth and stuff. Because when you lose someone you care about, there's a transcendence moment on each side. Yes, They're no yes. longer here, they pass over, but you take a part with them. When you carry on and with time, your perspective changes, especially if you lose a parent or whatnot, you know, um, and we talked about that earlier, too, about like, you know, wow, my parent was such an asshole because he wanted me to be a, a lawyer, you know? Yeah. You know, because a lot of a lot of parents, you know, can be hard on their kids so that they can be somebody. Right. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the thing about. Dahlia that's really important to remember is, is she succeeds both in what her father wants and what she really wanted to. Yeah. She's a double winner there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a certified lawyer and, uh, well, and you know, uh, the thing that, you know, we also wanted to kind of show is that, I mean, you know, that I think is intuitive is, you know, if you, if you intuit the fact that she gives up law, that, that she was going to law school she gives, you know, uh, she gives up law and then she becomes an artist. It is the money she made from being a lawyer that, 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 and at what her dad wanted for her and what she did to succeed. Yeah. Is then the, it is, that is the foundation at which she then can give that up to become just an artist, you know? And, um, the thing is, is that, you know, we wanted to show her becoming quite a famous artist. That's why she has her own studio. You know, she buys, she buys the house. The idea was, is she buys the house in 92. And then for the next yeah. 12 years, she paints, becomes a famous painter. 
And then she, in 2004, the stu- she makes it a studio, her house a studio, and you know? And, she and begins branding and merchandising. Right. Because by the time we meet her at 60, 70, when she's got gray hair, like yep. when we met Greyjoy and she's right. of the same age and everything's come full circle, she's in the next phase of art. She is Bob Ross did, where you can go buy Greyjoy Studios. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, paint brushes and paint thinners. And, um, right. Yeah, like you said, she, she was in the middle of getting the prototype in the mail. Oh, and when oh, the kids yeah. are throwing the football a little too well, which thank God they're doing it outside and not inside, you know breaking a window or a TV or something. Yep. Um, you know, she even how Dahlia, uh, as an old woman, uh, physically dodges it. She's almost, uh, she's kind of like duck. She's yeah. elderly, you know, yeah. she's like, she's not like Dutch and docking it. Like a, she's a football player or anything. She's ducking like, you know, your granny does. And she's like, ah, yep. Yep. You know? Yep. But, and, but, um, but immediately puts a smile on and she's just happy to do that. Uh, right. Um, yeah, which is, I just, I think was so cool when the makeup, the, the aging on the hair and the, the, around the eyes and stuff like it, again, we're talking about the subtlety of aging somebody like in six minutes to go from a black and white film era where it's 1958 to we end in 2022. You know, that's a lot of visual ground to try and cover. Right. And the thing to keep in mind here is your budget was favors. <laughs> favors and pizza. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was. It was. Um, um. So when you realize that, like when you realize you don't have Spielberg as your uncle money to put this up, um, it turned out a really beautiful video. <sighs> Man, I agree. You know, I was just kind of sitting here and clicking through frames of it and it does it just looks it looks stunning you know i there's just something kind of beautiful and iconic about um yeah i don't know it it does it just it just has a warmth that's what i want to say it has a warmth to it that um i i'm so happy we captured you know it, um... Well, the song is a very happy song, too, is the thing. It talks about the uh, celebration of life. Well, yeah. To, that's, oh, to that's... embrace everything that you are. That, that's what I wanted you know? to do. It has, you know, when you were saying that we had to make a silent movie, a um, beautiful thing that we're kind of touching on, I think, is that it isn't silent. There was the music could be dialogue and we have lyrics that are being sung. Yes. Which is dialogue. Um, and, you know, there are key moments that happen in the song. Um, it's almost like an opera where you're watching someone perform a song, except it's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and so like the very beginning when you're seeing, when the song comes in um, and Greyjoy and Dahlia meet, you're, you're hearing the, the words, we weren't all born to be heroes. We weren't all born to lead. We're just skin and bones, and we're all going to bleed. So it's, it's really touching on, I, I think, that kind of backgrounding the video's point is um, 
we have to recognize that there's no one born for any particular task. You're, yeah. you're not, you're not born to be something. You have to be what you are and you're going to suffer. I need to kind of find that out too. Yeah. You're going to, you have to recognize that everyone's human and we're all in this together, you know, and it's going to be hard. Like that's just kind of it. Right. Um, and you're going to have some brutal naysayers in life. People you won't expect even. Yeah. And then, you know, you go through, um, then you go into the second verse. We don't have a chorus yet. Um, and then when Dahlia is growing older and painting and her dad's teaching her stuff and, um, you know, they're getting in a fight, the words are, you have to know what you want. You have to know what you need. I'd rather die on my feet than live a life on my knees. And so you're seeing her kind of becoming someone she is. And it's talking about knowing, you know, standing up for yourself and being true to what you believe in. And, and, uh, yeah kind of being yeah being true to yourself and we see her do that and um and then the first chorus happens and this is when it comes in and you know it's leading up to her finding out that finding Greyjoy dead um the chorus is we all must make our own choices for you reap what you will sow i hear sorrow from your voices my experience is all i know and and it's about you know, I, I think it really is, is really saying like everything you do is, is up to you. Like it's all up to you. You're here um, for a finite time. Choose wisely because in the end, what you leave behind is all that you knew while you were here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all you actually have is the things that you've done. Like that's all and you it's have. had a very crucial moment too. Uh, when that when those lines come in too, because it's this passing of the paintbrush baton. Yeah, yeah. Too, where it's like, oh, well, if I've taught you all that I know, you too could have a life like this, whether you realize it or not. Right, right. Yeah, you have you have at the end of Greyjoy's life, her her really going. Like my experience is all I know. You know, she she passes it on and. You know, on some Mr. Miyagi stuff, I'm gonna teach you how to, yeah, put that primer on. Well, and then you know, the thing too is, is at the time that Dahlia is a a teenager, you know, and she she first sees that painting, um, that's Greyjoy's last painting, you know, her last completed, her her last completed painting. She was obviously working on one, um, but that's you know, that becomes her last completed painting, and uh something as 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 cool like the finiteness of finishing a painting is like kind of a beautiful dovetail to the end of one's life right and that thing well the ninth what is it the ninth sympathy like you know when this one's like this is your ninth sympathy it's like when you create your masterpiece when it when you create your masterpiece that's when you end up croaking yeah yeah. And in a lot of ways, like you see this beautiful painting and then like the next time you see Greyjoy, she's being wheeled out. Right. Corner. Right. Right. And then it's, you know, it's, it's that final thing that she was able to give, I guess, that is the, th- the turning point again. Right. It's, it's Greyjoy giving again yeah. that, that draws exactly. Dahlia back. And, uh, I think, yeah, man, it's, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, this is like when I'm talking about this and, and, you know, and for everybody listening to this, this is the, this is the thought we put into this before we filmed anything. We had these discussions. This is the, these are the points that Why we talk about. Why should it be a woman? Why should it yeah. be a, uh, a Jewish woman? Yeah. If it is a Jewish woman, why should she have been through that? Well, it explains this, you know, right? Why she would also make her most likely to help in this era uh, another person who's a minority and being persecuted in that timeline before her. Yeah, knowing that this is what it's like to be powerless in an environment, uh, you know, like it all snowballs into everything. You know, the losing somebody to find yourself to uh, lose yourself, to discover your inner, truer self. Right. Like people go through these things in life and it's not always pretty. You get. Well, that is, that is exactly when, when it goes color and she goes to college, the last verse. And then we, you know, we have a big musical section in the middle that you guys all heard, but the, 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 the third verse is exactly that dude. It's we determine our own path. Self-awareness, understanding, and pain, surreptitiously yeah. leading one's life with no desire for fortune or fame. You know, it is it is leave, living a life that is pleasurable to you, that is comfortable to you, that gives you happiness. Uh, not to try to be the thing, just you are right. You're not, you're not doing it because you're going to make money at it. And, and this is, you know, I'm making a, I'm starting a YouTube channel because I want to be famous. Like yeah. I want, I want monetized views. You yeah. Know? Like, no, it's, that's it's not why people. No, YouTube it, started, you know? YouTube started because there was a shitload of people making content and going, I want people to see my shit. I want a place to put it because I love my art. And a lot of videos happened for a long time and they didn't make shit off of it, dude. So, no. um, you know, it's only well, now, even, even, the, even like today, like it's funny. Cause I was watching, uh, cause we're in an era where somebody, if you're smart and you look at like how algorithms work and you look at how, you know, trending videos are <clears throat> subject matter, there's a lot of, you know, down the fucking tunnel where you're mimicking that person of like i'm gonna do it you know uh the 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 video i set you about making them songs yeah Yeah. they uh you know but then just again like i was gonna bring up uh because we're talking about like in the beginning of like youtube you didn't have people making it for money you made it because they were like dude this is funny even if six people find it funny in a world of six billion people, like the the reason that we have things like Chappelle Show is is because somebody at Comedy Central was up at three a.m. laughing their ass off watching uh, Andy Melanakis videos on YouTube, yeah. and someone went, "If we did a sketch comedy show just like this, but threw some money at it, uh, let's see if we can get him." And, oh, no, MTV's got Andy Melanoc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, let's, you know, get this guy because maybe he could develop a show. And so Comedy Central, like, if you look at how the internet kicked off some whitest kids you know. Fuck, yeah, dude. Dude, or a fucking R.I.P. to that guy. Um, yep. But we wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't have videos about, like, a 
what's that guy's name? Trevor Moore, who does like all those little funny videos. Uh, oh, he's a oh, tre- no, tre- Trevor, Trevor uh, Noah, Trevor, something like that. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Um, oh, hold on. I, I actually was listening to a podcast with him a little bit ago. Hold on. I'll tell you his name right now. Wait one second. Um, go back, go back, back right here. Yeah. It is again. I'm doing this stupid thing. Trevor Wallace. Oh, I was right. That's weird. Trevor Wallace. That's him. I think that's what I said. But yeah, okay. But that guy, right? Like, yeah. he's essentially a TikTok guy, you know? Yeah. Well, he's, he's a real you know, stand-up comedian. He's a real I, working, touring stand-up comedian. People didn't know that. I know. People didn't know that. And if it wasn't for his social media, you know, yep. content, he wouldn't have sold out shows right now. He did a great... That's the, for everybody that's out there... Knowing it, marketing and algorithm right yeah. there it's beautiful if anybody knows who trevor wallace is and you've seen all his tiktoks and all these funny short videos he makes go listen to the recent most recent episode of burt cast burt kreischer's podcast he was on yeah. burt, he was on burt cast with burt kreischer who is a great interviewer for comedy and um it was a really cool podcast just hearing you hear you hear a two-hour podcast with trevor talking about how he became this short video guy you know from um, and there it is you want to know how to do it go yeah. listen to that video he'll explain it to you because that's where we are right yeah now. and you know what he says hard work oh yeah ethic uh what yeah. what is eminem what made eminem eminem he <laughs> literally spent nine to five at the studio yep and then at five o'clock he'd go home while all the other people who were coming in to you know you know, drink in the studio and hang out with groupies and try and be inspired by all these distractions and vices. He'd already put in eight hours at the studio and was going home with Haley. Like when you treat something like it's work, same thing with Stephen King, man. Yep. His, he's got the same goal he had 40 years ago. I try and get five pages in, five clean pages of good writing. Sometimes it takes three hours, sometimes it takes six. But if I can get them in, that's a day. You know, and like if you set that routine and that discipline, no matter if it's working out. Yeah. Well, or, and, and it could be know. more than five pages, but you just try and get five. Exactly. Yep. You know, uh, that is the key to it right there is, is uh, focus and discipline and repetition and mm-hmm. trial and error. Because mm-hmm. eventually you're going to strike that gold, whatever it is you're trying to mine for. Uh, and if, if if you're chasing money for anybody who's like interesting, I'm like, well, if you want to do that, well go be a, 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 what is it? A fucking either a realtor or be an insurance person because they're the two fastest ways for the average person to become a millionaire Right. by selling real estate and life insurance. You can go look it up. That's a fact. You can go ask the people who sold you your house and your life insurance. Uh, that question would absolutely that or learn how to do taxes it's but again it's going to take hard work and it's going to take discipline whether it's that or opening up a taco truck or becoming a signed musician yeah our esteemed interviewer here oh shucks hey i've known you for 30 years i can gloat on you a little bit yes you can so you have every right um i don't know man i think uh 
I'm just super proud and I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we really needed to that we didn't fucking cover in detail. I think we kind of talked about all of it. I think we, we talked about all the kind of cool hidden shit. Um oh, uh, let me let me say this. Let me let me go ahead and give these shout outs as well. Um the so we we Cheryl did Greyjoy in the beginning. Um in uh Inara, that's her name. Fuck, I knew I'd remember it. Inara played <laughs> Inara played the teenage Dahlia. That's her name, Inara. So uh okay. so Arlia played the young one, Inara played the middle-aged one, and Siobhan played our adult Dahlia. Um see three people to play one character. That's how big of a story we did. Yes. Um <laughs> then uh next, oh, so you've seen everybody so far. Then for cameos, the the uh I guess you would call them morgue attendants, the whoever would have been picking up the dead body. Uh, our people, our, our, yeah. our, our ladies in white um, is actually my girlfriend, Beth, and uh, another good friend of ours. Um, <laughs> uh, my God, Sarah Christensen. Um, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So, okay. so, so shout, shout, shout out to Sarah, shout out to Beth. I love you. Thank you for taking part in my music video and uh, being people that I forgot to cast for. So <laughs> I know it was so fortuitous that uh, you said she showed up with uh, dude with Elias. Elias. Yeah, so, I'm like perfect. And and I, like, perfect. I have you. I got these got these white outfits from this previous video I was in, and it's funny because like they get the shout out, but like they're head to toe in white masks and all you. They don't know which side they were on in the video. I'm sure. Yep, yep. Um, but but it is it is funny. You can. It is That's how important those two people are. Well, and you know they cut co- they cover her up. Um, you know they have gauges and hand tattoos and uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> they probably and we're gonna point out all the things we can go on for another. You know. Uh, it's funny. Fuck that Dodge Dakota. By the way. Fuck that fucking Dakota. Uh, That is the bane of my fucking existence in the shooting process. The thing I hate the most about my video is that fucking time machine. It broke down in the past (laughs) and nobody said anything. It's a, it's an artifact of the matrix. That's what it is. This is actually the, and it's an artifact. Um, but yeah, there's, what you're seeing is a metaverse, uh, glitch here. Yep. Uh, and then we go through it's Siobhan still, and then Michael played her date, and then the next person we meet, um, funny enough, is her buying the house. And, realtor, isn't that? And that is my sister, the owner Annie, of that. Right? My yeah. sister Annie, the owner of that house, sold her house to our actress for the video. It's fucking perfect, dude. She plays the realtor. <laughs> she's selling her own house for the video. But that's what I'm talking about, though, is everything fell in line. Yeah. When we wrote something that, frankly, was bigger than our budget britches. Or even the, <laughs> even the scope of realizing what it would take to film and edit it. Like, yeah. yeah Once we lot. started reading it back, like, two weeks later, we were like, we have 40 years worth of things. Well, it, actually, and- actually, I did. I thought we I knew there was a couple things we wouldn't be able to logistically film. But I thought we had... Um, I I entirely thought that we had 
like I didn't think we had too much footage and it wasn't even after we shot it. It wasn't until Elias was calling me after we had shot everything and going, fuck man, I don't know how I'm going to trim all this down. I feel like it's going fast already and I'm not even through the end of, I'm I'm already toward the end of the song and I haven't even like, it's not even the two thousands yet. And I was like, and I was like, fuck, really? He goes, yeah, I mean, I, I, I edited what I think it should look like. And it just feels so then I watched, you know, I, he, we would do FaceTimes like this and, and he would show me his edits there and I'd say, okay, hey, take that out. Just trim that down. Like, like, well, how ma- long do you think the original rough footage, like when you had that oh, first cut? Versus oh, like- 11 minutes, 10 minutes. Like if you were to tell it, like everything you shot visually from beginning to end, you'd have like a 10 minute film. Easy. He, because he shot, he shot, well, here's the thing. He shot hours of footage. Well, I know it was a multi-day footage. It wasn't like we just stole a shot here and then ran over here and stole a shot and somebody's changing behind a dumpster to, yeah. you know, run into the rush. <clears> no, like, we had hours you, of footage. This was all day for a couple of days. All day over, for, it was all day like, for, all day for one day, uh, five hours of another day. Um, and then one, one hour session for the cemetery. That was the last thing we had to film was the cemetery. Yeah. But it took like three weeks from yeah. beginning of shooting to the other. Cause you had to wait for weather for the cemetery and a couple other things. Yep. Um, but for what, for what we wrote versus what you guys shot and edited and captured and color corrected and sequenced perfectly, it's exactly what you would read on paper and be like, oh, I see it. Like, I can imagine somebody who could write something and then hand it off to somebody to do it. And then when they watch it, they're like, that's not what I wrote at all. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the case here. Yeah. No. What we wrote is basically on screen. Exactly. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I think it works, and uh, it complements the music. The, mu- the music complements it. I remember, like, once it was done, we started to freak out because, like, now that it's here, you have to hand it over. And like, I remember you saying, like, "What if this, the label hates it? What if the you know?" I was like, "If first thing question is, was the band like it?" And you were like, "Yeah, the band loved it." And I was like, "See, yeah. you got bands before before the world sees it, the right. band loved." It. And that's yep. where it starts with the band, with the song, all that. And then your your label was like, yeah, all right, we're going to release it in March. And then you were like, well, shit, they didn't tell us, fuck this video. It's too edgy or it's too boring or it's too pretentious. Or it's... They were like this. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, I mean, they didn't say anything. They just said, OK. But, you know, this it, March it... 4th. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not too worried about it anymore, man. I'm uh, obviously I had a lot of were ambit like uh anxiety about it before it came out but no yeah i'm uh it's been over a week and it's doing decent and um it's in the five thousand views in 11 days yeah i know yeah it's uh and there's no negative feedback which is sweet yep yeah i say that i'm gonna knock on wood right now but um yeah not even one thumbs down you know that's the cool thing is, is like it has it it quelled anxiety going into uh, what I assume is a video number two and three. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, those are, you know, we've basically we've, we've an entirely we've second video written. Yep, which is going to be shot third, and now we're working on our second video right now. Yep. So, the new second in line, third video total. So. It's funny because I think what were you originally telling me uh, that all I know is going to be fourth, like as now or third or fourth when you wanted to release it. In the- oh, in, in the in the in the beginning. Oh, I can't hear you. I lost you. Can you hear me? Oh shit, I know what happened. Say something. Okay, hold on, hold on. Fuck. Um, where do I do this? Oh, I know, I know. Hold on one second, bro. Everybody listen. Oh, there you are. Okay, so you want to know what I did? Hey, there I am. Yeah, you, you want to this is this is how stupid I am. Um, I fucking put my legs up cause I was getting in comfy position and I had had, before we started this call, I had, had my AirPods in uh. and I didn't put it back in its case cause I don't have my case in here. So I just put, took my AirPods out and set it on the table while well, they're touch sensitive. And so what happened is, is I put my legs up, my calf touched my AirPod and it <laughs> turned it on and my phone instantly paired with it and cut my fucking oh shit my headphone feed out and so i was like why can't i why can't you hear me like and, like you were in the hallway on speaker oh yeah because it was, it was all coming from my headphone for a second way down on the yeah. fucking table i'm like yeah makes sense when a closed case and all that yeah. stupid <laughs> fucking dumb um i told you we were you, you said oh we, we got to do a more perfect or uh, do do a more proper podcast this time, and I said it can't be too proper, or else it'll be you know wrong. But I did. I said that, and uh, well, I think last time we were both like unknowingly on a mission to like get a little toasty. Oh yeah, we were a little. And drunk. I had a really hard day, so like I think by by the end I, of it, we were maybe dragging on a little bit. The first video, I, I like, I'm like, oh, this is what it sounds like. To listen to me slowly go blackout drunk. This is hilarious and totally. Like the right person for cancel culture wants to come at me hard for some of this shit, you know, mm. but, um, no, but what, I didn't mean like, you know, we're going to stick to a script or anything. No, like yeah, that. no, I know. Like, I know. I know. It just, it can't be, oh. it can't be too professional or else it's wrong. And, uh, me fucking up the audio like that is about perfect. Technical it's on point. And then jumping around and talking about the video. Like we, yeah. we basically, that like we were explaining pulp fiction well, and, the, and then we've taken a couple breaks in the middle of this so there's going to be some jump cuts and some edits and, and uh, commercials i gotta i gotta insert a name back at the beginning at the end and uh yeah we'll fix it in post it's oh yeah it's all this uh yep yep this one's all gonna yeah. be fixed in post but no one will know until they get here then they know everything they've listened to is magic Studio magic. Yep, man. Yeah, I'm, I, well, I'm super excited, bro. I think we made a good thing. I can't wait for our next works to come uh, come out. This next one's gonna be shot a little different. Uh, it's gonna be all shot by me from first person view through a phone, 
and uh, we're going to edit it together. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see what this one looks like. It's going to be a little more. Uh, it's going to look different. It's going to be. I started thinking about like the concept. I was like, what what visually does this remind me of? And it reminds me of like when I'm thinking about like the visuals of this next video. It's the movie Memento. How like how he's yeah. like, I'm running. Oh, now we're running. Oh, I'm chasing him now. Yeah. You know, we're like, there's the fast cuts. Like it's it's like it'll be like like Memento, but also what's that new movie that came out? The video game movie where it's all from first person. Oh, um, shit. You know what I'm talking about, where it's like, no, player character, not... Yeah, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. That first-person run-around fucking game. So it'll be like, Ready Player One is Memento. Yeah. In the Memento world. But shot like Project X. (laughs) I was going to say shot like, um, like Screamers. Ooh. In like that's a weird, a in like a Gary weird, Willer. yeah, in like a weird sepia tone that's a little grainy, like visually, yeah, yeah, like kind of dark, like like a warmish reddish tone, like red through the whole thing, um, you know, all red hued, yeah. everything's red hued and contrasted a little bit and kind of grainy, kind of like so people are like creating a visual in their brain and they're like, gonna go watch these movies and then they're gonna watch this video and be like, fucking where like, are like these? A, like imagine the screen, the, the 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 video quality of like screamers and perfect or uh, um, pitch dark, pitch, pitch pitch black, pitch black, yeah. With uh, Vin Riddick. Diesel, yeah. Vin Diesel, yeah. Like the graininess, kind of low quality shot. You know how that one was. By kinda... the way, if you don't know the movie Screamers, not to be confused with the horror movie franchise Scream, which is no. also equally fun. And no, spooky. this this is a sci-fi thriller want, Screamers. If you want, Grade A American choice thriller B movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sci fi. Like, we're talking the guy who plays Robocop is the aging gunslinger in space. And this oh. is like Scre- Ghost of Mars of a, as a <laughs> knockoff. No, Ghost of Mars sucks way well, worse than Screamers. Well, here's the thing it was before Ghost of Mars. It's yeah. like it knocked off Ghost of Mars. And use children instead of like monsters, I am legend style. Yeah. But they did it beforehand. Screamers is one of the greatest yeah, dude. shitty movies you'll ever see. It's it's actually so good it's not that shitty. It's it's not. It's I mean, it, of course it's not like yeah, any any Barely film buff will go. Puppet Master and Leprechaun, you'll love Screamers. Yeah, yeah, Screamers is good. Yeah. Um, of course, it's got more Pumpkinhead vibes than it does. And, you know? and I and I just kind of like the way I, I I like what really stands out to me and always stood out to me is just like it's just it's the weird tone like the 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 coloring the color that they did the color yeah. and the tone oh, yeah. of that whole movie it was like is, they, it's like they shot it on uh, vhs like one of the old school like vhs camcorders but then they bleached the footage and then tried yeah. to re-dye it with orange it was you remember the movie domino totally okay it's got that same kind of like acid wash yeah. almost yeah. like surreal it's a very cool visual film. So that's what this video is going to look like. 
<laughs> and you're going to go watch all these and then you're going to be like, okay, I know what I'm expecting. And then it's not going to be that. It, I'm, yeah. I'm going to try. No, I mean like like they're going to be expecting like some sort of space opera. And it's like, no, oh. it's going to be oh. more like a <laughs> In reality, it's going to be a Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare vibe. But yeah. it's going to look like these six other movies we just referenced. Yeah. If we get lucky. All right, Our man. Our brains are weird. They are. Well, here, I'm going to end this and then I'll uh, wrap up the call with you. Uh, it's no that time. We, we did an hour it's and a half. Been, we did an hour and a half. It's, it's good. Awesome uh, chit chat about a really cool video. Yeah. And, and, and one of like accomplishment and, and, uh, and, you know, um, I think that it's a nice way to kind of wrap up for me and you anyway, the completion of the project, right? We're, we're sealing it with our, a public like talk about it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I like it. I think it's good. And we're probably, of course, we're going to do this for, to digest it, you know, yeah. And we yeah. still feel good about it. Right. And, and, uh, for sure, this is going to happen for every other video we make. Um, all right. So, well, yeah, it's uh, video at the, two-hour director's commentary, screenwriter commentary. Yep. The next one will be director's commentary, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, all right. Well, f- uh, for when to go, the poet, I'm Aaron Singleton, signing off. Channel Fuck You. See ya. Drive like you know each other. Word with love.